0: Hello, good morning, good day, God bless you. You are welcome to today's edition of Marriage Diet. This is the voice of Festus Flourish Osemuahu, and today is the 29th day of the month of April 2021. You are most welcome, God bless you. I want to begin by giving God praise as I appreciate God for the marriage and family prayer faculty that came to an end officially yesterday it was wow we had a great time it it was another level if you did not attend the training honestly i just don't know what to say but those that attended the training if you know any one of them just ask them all right it was explicitly. it was revelational it was educative it was revealing it was everything put together but we thank god that it ended well that was the maiden edition and it was great it was wow the next edition is going to be starting by may 24th uh, up to 31st of may so you can do well to register well ahead of time honestly you will be glad you did because of the way the training went god bless you if you know you also went through it please Reach out to people and talk to them and invite them for the next training. God bless you. All right, uh, those of you that have been following our teachings regularly, you know we're still on our question and answer series. And this is a podcast for both couples and singles. And it is intentional uh, because uh, I actually allow the singles to go through the same um, teachings that I did for couples as regards the wickedness of adultery on marriage. And I had to do that so that a lot of singles can be aware of things that couples face especially when it comes to adultery. I hope you know that uh, issues related to adultery, sexuality and all that accounts to almost about 80 to 90% of what often leads to marital breakup. And so it's important as a single hearing this, yes, even though addressing marital issues, I want you to keep your ears wide open, okay? You might just never have another opportunity like this to learn these things. So just keep your eyes, your ears rather, wide open pick up the informations and learn and of course for couples who are um i mean they're already in the business of marriage what a way to learn much more yeah it might not be about you but hearing this about someone else it could just be a way to learn and of course you integrate the lessons you have learned into your own marital experience okay we're still talking about adultery and uh, we have a lot of questions that are still coming in along that line all right now let's have this question good morning apostle i want to thank you for what you do thank you for the teaching on the wickedness of adultery in on marriage it was such a revealing topic and i followed every episode of in that series and it was so amazing I had an intention following that episode because my husband is a serial adulterer. So following the episode was more of wanting to know where you were going to end. And the way you took it was so balanced and every time I kept on pointing one or two things to my husband. But the issue is, he's the kind of a man that never will always want to learn but he keeps coming back to apologize. He will realize what he has done. He will come back to apologize, but he will not want to learn. He's a proud man and doesn't want to listen to anybody. Now I keep forgiving him because God wants me to forgive. He keeps apologizing and sometimes he will show remorse, but again he will get back into it. So I call him a serial adulterer because it's still ongoing. Apostle, I'm so confused. I don't know what to do I'm a Christian woman I know that I have to follow the teachings of the gospel on forgiveness but at the same time he keeps hurting me over and over again I will appreciate if you kindly counsel me on what to do I will probably also let him know so that he would have a balanced um, counsel from another point of view thank you Apostle for in anticipation of your response all right god bless you thank you very much my thank you for this question um somehow i was expecting this kind of question to come out honestly and because i do know that we actually have some men who are syria cheaters or syria adulterers sometimes they just do it for fun all right it's like it's either a spirit has taken over them and they are not just in control or they are just doing this intentionally and so i was actually expecting someone to pop up with this question and so when i saw it i said yes this is it this is it and we need to address this first and foremost i want you to understand that when you refer to someone as being serial Or, I mean, somebody that is a, like in this case, serial adulterer, we're seeing that someone who is now addicted to doing a particular thing over and over again. And so we sense that there is an addiction here. So this is about addiction. This is not, it is not about someone is just committing adultery, a one-off thing. There's an addiction. It's like somebody who can just have sex with, who can sit down without having sex with a woman. Okay, let me put that away, all right? someone who can just do without sex you just want to keep having it but for some other people like somebody will say and what if the wife gives him body you know her body to him to have sex with her all the time hey friends there are people who are addicted to this kind of um sexuality that they actually take pleasure in getting themselves involved in adultery because with adultery you know they're going to pick on this woman they pick another one you know just so it's like it's not just even about the wife now Is something they just find joy in doing all right I hope this man listens to this but let me start first with you as the woman who has asked this question yes it's really a tough one because the word of God says we should forgive and you are doing just that kudos I really appreciate that but you see when he keeps coming back again doing the same thing because he knows you would forgive him you are not actually helping him yeah you are not actually helping him now get me clearly i'm not saying you should not forgive him but forgive him and put his feet on the ground there are two different things i, I spoke in a parable i hope you understand forgive him but put his feet on the ground give him conditions give him ultimatums just you know it's not just like a a walk in the park Okay, you know, when I go to the wife, my wife, she will always forgive me, blah, blah. He will keep doing it. He will keep doing it. What you might probably have to do is study first what is responsible. Study him. Is this in spiritual? Or is this something like just a habit? If it's a habit, that means you saw it when you were caught him, but you just took your eyes away from it. So that means you also have to blame yourself. Yeah maybe both of you didn't get into marriage before you started having sex maybe it has always been the hot pepper body kind of man and you gave in easily all right this is part of the consequence because often the time when you test singles whatever you do in singlehood much more during kership can only magnify itself in marriage all right so if you saw these things and the man was about all of this and you still went ahead to marry it means that you also have to share the blame but let's assume this is just beyond the physical habit and attitude and it has become spiritual. Okay, finding out what the real cause is, is the beginning of the solution. Because you just can't generalize. My husband is a serial killer and it ends there. A serial or adulterer rather and it ends there. You just can't generalize. Okay, what's the reason? What's the curse? Where did this start from and when did this start? So when you put all of that together and you truly know what the problem is the cause then you should not be able to sit down and make a decision this can continue it keeps hurting me and of course he keeps exposing himself to much more spiritual issues becoming vulnerable to spiritual attack and then of course it also would mean that you are being exposed as well you are vulnerable even to physical infections and diseases and what have you so you need to do this to protect your life such a man you call him you sit him down all right maybe especially when he has just done one you sit sit down and say look <laughs> you know i am a woman of god so i understand what forgiveness is all about but you also need to understand what the bible says about adultery adultery is a way of slapping god on his face you keep slapping God on his face over and over again. So what that means is you are an infidel. You are an unbeliever. Read the riot's act to his face. For the first time, let him know that when he keeps doing this over and over again, he's an unbeliever and he's mocking God. And yes, God has enjoined you to keep forgiving. But because of what he's doing, you know it's just that people don't understand this. Submit to your husband as in the Lord. Love your wife as Christ also loved the church. It's so clear in the Bible. I can use those two passages and scriptures to explain and and define and do an exposition about what marriage is and what it shouldn't be. For goodness sake, this man should love the wife as Christ also loved the church. This woman should submit to the man as in the Lord. In the case where this man had become a Syria adulterer, it means he's no longer in the Lord. That alone invalidates that provision of submission. So people, when people don't know what they are into, they might not even know there's a reason to change. Because they keep coming back, you know such so a man will say, eh, you know you have to submit. No. What that means is the woman is not even liable to submitting to him anymore because he's no longer in the Lord. The husband is no longer a husband in the Lord. And so what that means is her, of, her, his authority over her is questioned and her submission over him is also online because you can't be doing this, you're violating the God, this woman self, okay, I'm referring to you now, the God you serve, he keeps valuating it intentionally because no matter what we look at, how we look at it, he's doing it intentionally. What that means is that aspect of the scripture is invalidated. It's no longer binding, it's no longer legit when it comes to, you know, following it the way it's supposed to be. And so you tell him, let him know the consequences of his action. Let him know. So tomorrow you see the other side of me. Yes, I will forgive you, but you can see the other side of me. Don't be angry. Don't be confused. You can see the standing up other side of me. Especially when I wouldn't know if this might have children. You can be doing this because our kids are going to be exposed to this. All right. This is not just fighting about, we, we, fighting you about this Syria adultery kind of a thing. It's about the children also being exposed. And I have a life to live for Christ. And I have to protect these children for the gospel and the kingdom. So I could be forced to take any decision just to... You know, give God the priority over my marriage and my family. So, when it does happen that way, don't be confused. Don't be surprised because whatever you are doing has already taken you out of the Lord. And that aspect of the scripture no longer gives you that 100% right, demanding for my submission. It's a clear thing. thing. People don't look at these statements, I mean, aspect of this, you know, statement that we usually quote. Because when the husband is not also loving in the Lord, it means that he is at fault. Alright, so when you let him know some of these things and let him see what he's toying with, at least if it is Juju that is causing the Syria or whatever, the Juju, uh, the Juju should be going clear off his face because now he will know that every action has a consequence. You do such after you have been forgiven, you go back again, there is a consequence. And of course, I hope you know that's the way God treats us as well. All right? God will always forgive us. But when you get yourself involved in that sin again, intentionally, you will bear the consequence that God will forgive you. Because he has already forgiven every of our sins before we commit them. That's, that's the mercy of God. But you will bear the consequence of that action. I hope you remember the story between um, David, uh, 'er Beersheba, and uh, Uriah. I hope we still remember that story. Okay. David had to bear that consequence. He had to pay for his action. And that's the way it is. That's exactly the way it is. So you can be coming back and you think the status quo will still have to be the same way. No, no, no. Things will change because you are not gospel. You are not godly. You are not... uh, uh, no longer a child of God and you can't expect that 100% thing okay so somehow people like this would start thinking you know inwards looking inwards and trying to make adjustment. but if it's just all about oh the good wife the good woman oh, no problem just rub his head uh, you committed adultery you today again okay no problem uh, I hope uh, they didn't put uh, disease on you you rub his head don't worry don't worry no problem I will clean you up they took, uh, no no you are not helping him Don't forget, it's about a soul that is possibly going to hell. And so you've got to introduce some kind of measures, a little bit tough, that could make him realize that look, there are consequences. And you can't break the edge and not expect the serpent to bite you. And you can't be doing about or going about all of this over and over again, and you expect that things will remain the same. But let me also say this to you, ma'am. There could also be the spiritual dimension to this. And of course, this is where I need to let our men know the truth. When it comes to telling you not to go after women, not to sleep with young girls, not to sleep with anything on the skirt, this is one of the reasons. Because you could actually sleep with a woman and you get locked up spiritually. Your genitals could be locked up into a calabash. Your soul could be locked up into a bottle. And then of course you become addicted to sexual promiscuity. We have seen men who were never like that at the beginning, but because they got themselves involved in illicit sex and they became wild. And they lost the control, they couldn't control it anymore. So this could just be one of the you know the side effects. Eh, you wouldn't know you just because you saw the old oh, girl, oh babe, ah, hey, sharp, eh. Hey some of these people are man made agents you know what i mean man made you know marine spirit made agents some of them they have python between their legs some of them they they even use jazz to make men sleep with them I, I mean i hope some of you are you are aware that that seems to be what is in vogue now because these ladies they want to keep having these men patronize them and so they are not just going to have them with ordinary hands let me say that way they will have to use the magic power and all that and so she, he sleeps with the woman he gets home and then everything about him is uh not thinking about the woman and he wants to go back again and the woman needs the man to be a regular customer to her so what happens it becomes something always drawing the man back so it's possible yes you've done a bit you've spoken to him he has apologized but he's no longer in control he keeps going back. This might not be an intentional act, but it's just that he has no control. So again, as part of oh, you are trying to look for physical measure to toughen up things a little bit. You also look at the spiritual dimension. It's possible he's now under a spell, and there is an altar that keeps drawing him, drawing him for this frivolous sexual promiscuity that keeps him outside for adultery over and over again so you just don't tackle this physically and you expect to get results so you might have to go spiritual you might have to get into the hands of someone who understand how to carry out spiritual exercises like this he will need deliverance I wouldn't know if that has been done you have taken him through any kind of a deliverance prayer maybe with a man of God who understand how to do things this way and then he will need counseling as well yes there is a place of They will need to pray to break these orders and break all of these uh, uh, connections with the powers of darkness. There is also the place for counseling. He needs to sit down with a counsellor to talk things over. Sometimes a professional will need to talk to people like this. All right. So that is another option. And of course, the most important option for me is you being the solution to the problem itself. How? The woman is a gate. I mean, my wife has always said this several times. If you've heard her talk about it, and there's something that uh, she she speaks so uh, highly of. I mean, making everybody understand that the woman is a gate. But I usually say as well that the woman is don't, uh, the woman is not just a gateway. She is a, a gate woman. You know I say? A gate man or a security man, a gate woman, a security man. Have that in your mentality. When you get to the gate and um, you knock at the door or at the gate and a gate man comes out, a gate woman comes out, that's the way the woman is. She is! And being a gate woman she can let in good things, she can also let in bad things. She can stand at the gate of her marriage and make specific decrees and intercede for the husband and of course keep drawing his soul back home and you know, like I just said a, a while ago, the uh, maiden edition of the marriage faculty just ended and I taught our students how to raise marriage altar, how to raise family altar, how to raise personal altar, how to raise marketplace altar, how to raise ter- no, there are so many altars and children of God, a lot of persons don't know that they are supposed to work with these altars, okay. If I Look through the Bible from Genesis, Old Testament to New Revelation, Jesus' altar at have being the supreme altar. God has always worked with men with altars. So if you have a marriage altar, that will be the best time for you to get in on it and cry unto the Lord and begin to command his soul back to your marriage. Yes, it's possible you don't have a marriage altar. It's something you can initiate on your own. I I mean, I I, I don't know how long you can wait for the next batch, but I would recommend that you join the next batch. You'll be taught steps you can follow to raise such marriage altar. Immediately you have done that, you have consecrated it. You know, stand upon that structure and begin to pray. And the best time to do that is in the night. You know, so you acting as a gateway, is one of the surest way of rescuing this man. Not just saying, forgive, go. He'll come back, forgive, go. No. You have to put some of these measures in place to checkmate this. And um, when you follow these judiciously with commitment, you will get results. And you'll be shocked that this was either spiritual or a misplaced priority. And whichever way, either counseling we attend to it or deliverance, what we call liberation prayers, we attend to it. Or you as a gate woman, also attend to it in the place of prayer or you put measures in place physical measures in place to discourage him from getting involved into it some other time and of course i'm sure when you do this you should be able to have your husband back to you god bless you wow wow let's hold it here i hope you have learned a lot this woman that asked this question i hope you have learned a lot from this teaching if you haven't you still want us to throw more light on this please you can reach us backstage connect with us and we will take it further from here and of course if you're also having access to this podcast for the first time you can connect with us via whatsapp number plus 234 8107126148 and we will get back To you god bless you please let's keep sharing this let's keep sharing with our friends around the world i'm sure this would benefit someone until i come your way again tomorrow don't forget if marriage is an institution then couples and singles must be students don't also forget marriage care truly cares god bless you do have a great day bye